with a history of Syria in its most recent form. Very, very complicated. Dan Gouray is the vice president of the Lexington Institute, used to work in the Department of Defense, and he joins us now to give us um, an analysis of what President Trump and the Defense Department announced yesterday and how we got to this point. So, Dan, I, give us the you know 30 seconds on what has been happening in Syria and where we were up until yesterday, and then let's talk about what Donald Trump announced yesterday. Well, over the last year plus, certainly in the Trump administration, uh, ISIS, which is the reason we were in uh, Syria and uh, western Iraq, has been essentially decimated. Their territory has been reduced by more than 90 percent. At the same time, you've had the Russians intervene. You've had the Turks now move into portions of northern Syria to oppose the Kurdish independence forces that were operating there. So it's become, in some sense, a good news story for the U.S., but a much more complex international situation, which actually at one point involved U.S. Uh, forces killing uh, some number, still not clear how many, of Russian mercenaries who were operating with Syrian government forces. So the good news story about ISIS being decimated, that's positive, And I guess that's what's motivating the president to say, as he did throughout his entire campaign, we don't need to be stretched so thin and we don't need to be involved in every international hotspot. So yesterday he signaled that, that he's going to follow through on that. Not instantaneously, though, right? He's going to pull people out over the course of a few months. Well, it's not clear what the timeline is yet. I mean, the goal is to get out, but it has been, you know, for our interventions in in Iraq and even now in in Afghanistan, the question is when, and do you retain some capabilities, at least for training and supporting indigenous forces? There are still ISIS forces in parts of uh, eastern Syria, and one is a little hesitant to just leave those uh, in place. So, is it a few months? Is it a few years? Do they pull out slowly? What parts do you pull out, like mm-hmm. artillery units or, or uh, helicopter gunships first and wait on the special ops forces? Not clear what the implementation is going to look like. Uh, the other piece of it, of course, is we just had the uh, crown prince of Saudi Arabia in, in town, and the president did sort of past the line, which is if they want us to stay, maybe they should pay for it. So this may be a negotiating ploy. Yeah. We're talking to Dan Gouray, vice president of the Lexington Institute, a former official of the Department of Defense. And you've you've clearly studied this more closely than I have. But am I am I out of bounds to say that if American foreign policy had a an Achilles heel, it's that we pull out too soon? That we leave, we leave before the job is actually completed because we just don't like being. We, we don't want to spend the money, and there becomes public pressure, and we we just don't like the idea of being in places where people are dying and the news gets really messy. You know, there has been some of that. There are examples of Somalia in the early part of uh, the Clinton administration. Certainly, uh, the Obama administration clearly pulled out of Iraq way too early and helped uh, ISIS get uh, much farther than, than they should have. On the other hand, boy, have we stayed a long time in Afghanistan. Right. And if you think about Germany and Korea and others, you know, even longer. So I'm not sure it's that we don't have the staying power as um, really the question of if you stayed there forever, how much would the 
basic politics on the ground and the stability of the regime really changed. Don't know. Yeah. Well, you got to cut your grass every, you know, every week because it's going to keep on growing. So, I mean, there is a there is just the realization, I think, that Americans need to uh, reach that they're problem parts of the world. Those parts of the world have been problems for Western philosophy for, uh, you know, hundreds of years. And that's not likely to change in our lifetime. Is there a worry that if we pull out completely that Russia then says, aha, we have um, uh, an opportunity here to flex our muscle and become more entrenched in the region? And then that could, in the decades to come, cause us a problem, if not immediately. Certainly, if you say if we pulled out of the region entirely, but we're not going to do that. I mean, right now we're just talking about Syria. Mm-hmm. The president hasn't said he's not going to have ties and military presence of some kind in Iraq. We are not going to abandon Israel or Jordan or Saudi Arabia. So, you know, it would take a lot more to sort of turn the region over to Russia. At the same time, that limited presence in Syria gives us a great bargaining lever, a pressure lever on uh, the various regimes in the region as they sort of try and work to some kind of a peace deal. So if you leave, then the other players get to determine what happens for good or ill. Yeah, they are they're being aggressive. I mean, you know, in the region, you've got China building things, yep. uh, giving loans, um, uh, really trying to make a play to be uh, uh, leveraged in there. So it will be interesting to see how the president, if this is a uh, technique in the art of the deal, how how yep. this plays out over the course of the next 12 months. Dan Gouray, yep. vice president of the Lexington Institute, really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. My pleasure.